Can you tell San Diego to please score two shutouts? That's that's not good, is it? No, she's. Can you tell she's tired of the shutouts? Well, we'll talk about that and more, including Lukash Dostal being Player of the Week on today's Locked On Gulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Yeah, I'm tired of it too. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome everyone to Locked On Goals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. Uh, two shutouts this week. If it wasn't for Lukas Dostal, the goals probably would have been over this week. Yay. Anyway, thanks for making this your first listen. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, except for Smoke Signal, because that doesn't count. Unless you go to, like, Coachella Valley or something. I don't know. Morse code? Does that work anymore? No? No? It's going to be that kind of show, folks. It is. This comes on the heels of the goals losing badly last night. They, they did not look good. But we're going to start on a positive note. Well, actually, no. Let's start on just the week that was for San Diego. <laughs> Starting with last Friday's game against the Condors, which ultimately resulted in a loss. But hey, you know what? At least the Gulls and Condors kind of felt each other out for the first 20 minutes. Well, let me re- let me check myself on that. The first 20 minutes was more San Diego not doing a whole lot and allowing Bakersfield to kind of have their way a little bit, although Bakersfield had a sleepy start as well. Like, both teams were just kind of going like, okay, we're here, we're playing hockey, la-di-da, we're kind of going through the motions and whatnot. First two periods, no score. Bakersfield was out shooting them 22-11. to Okay, whatever, doubling up on the shots. Yay. Bakersfield getting all their shots in the slot, as they sometimes do. And San Diego content with playing in the perimeter because Bakersfield has a a tendency, more than a tendency, to clog the freaking lanes. They do this a lot. They even employed a trap during this game. And just to go off topic, they also employed a trap on the game against the Ontario Reign the following night which Bakersfield also won. So Baco on a bit of a hot streak right now, but that's who they are. They are a team that will rely on their defense. That is a team that will rely on their trap game. That is a team that gets a lot of block shots. Not as many as the LA Kings last night, (laughs) but they get a lot of blocks nonetheless. And if the AHL was tracking blocks, then you would say, oh, Bakersfield had like 20 blocks on this game. And just from watching the game against the goals at Pachanga Arena, it looked like the Condors had something like 18 to 20 block shots. It was a lot. That's why you don't see the shot numbers up for San Diego nearly as much. And on that game, that's where I'll give credit to some of those veterans that they have. Michael Kesselring and someone that I've grown to loathe watching him have his way. Vincent DeHarnay. He's He's been a thorn on the side 
for all the other SoCal teams. The Roadrunners, I mean, they don't like them either, but the Rain, they hate them. The Gulls, they don't like them all that much either. And I'm sure he will make some enemies with the Firebirds this season as well. So a lot of other teams don't like him all that much. Then you throw in Jason Demers. Yeah, remember Jason Demers? That guy? He's still around, playing in the American Hockey League. That was pretty much the first two periods. That was also Lukash Dostal doing Lukash Dostal things. Saving the first 22 shots in a row. He was on his game that night. In fact, just to go a little bit further, I would say Lukas Dostal probably had some of his better saves on this game and the next game after that as well. He looked solid. And then Bakersfield urgh, got two goals in a row just super fast too. And one of them was kind of a stupid goal too. The Castle Ring goal. And then, like, just a minute later, the Lavoie goal. I mean, the Lavoie goal, that was just very bad defense with all the players kind of scattered around. And I'll give a shout-out here if you watched um, the Calder Farmstead podcast. Um, Sorry, Avmato talks about Bakersfield and talks just a little bit about how they kind of swarm like that. Like, it, it was frustrating. It was frustrating. (sighs) those two goals in under a minute was pretty much the undoing for the San Diego goals. And that was it. I mean, gosh, Lucas Dostal had 23 saves in a row to start the game and then let in the next two. And that was it. Two to nothing was the final. But I'm going to say it again. It wasn't Dostal's fault. It wasn't. It was, I mean... First one, not the best defense. Second one, horrible defense. When you have three guys on one side and no guys on the other side, don't follow the puck. You're going to leave a guy wide freaking open. And that's exactly what happened. If you're a defenseman, you know, defend. It's like some other guy on YouTube says, if you're a goaltender, tend the goal. If you're a defenseman, Defend! Freaking defend! There was already two other guys on James Hamblin at the time. Two other goals players going after the puck. Then there's a third goals player going after the puck? And you leave Lavoie wide open like that? Ugh! Lukas Dostal, it's not your fault. You played well. You played well. Just on the short end of that proverbial stick. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to head to the first intermission rather quickly on this one, and we'll talk about the other two games before talking about Dostal. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that you trust if you live in a state other than California. Because, hey, guess what? You live in California. (laughs) I mean... Bet Online has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. If you want to check out the latest Stanley Cup lines, you can check it out at Bet Online. If you want to check out the latest NBA Finals lines, you can check that out on Bet Online. If you want to check out who could possibly win the Super Bowl, that's also on Bet Online. They also have boxing, MMA, horse racing. I bet if they could, they'd have fencing as well. What? 
Don't look at me like that. Fencing is totally a sport. It's an awesome sport. Anyway, you can check all of that out either on your mobile device or your laptop if you live in a state other than California. Then you go to Bet Online right now. Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And por favor, gamble responsibly, folks. Welcome back to Locked On Gulls, which is under the umbrella of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, which is under the umbrella, the bigger umbrella, of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is under another big umbrella, but we won't talk about that. Let's talk about the last two games the Gulls have played. Oh. Alright, so the game, first off, I forgot to mention this about Friday's game. It was Military Appreciation Night. That game took place on Veterans Day. So for all the veterans that are watching, we salute you. We thank you sincerely for your service. And the reason I bring that up is because it was also Military Appreciation Night on the Gulls' following game. So I just very sincerely want to take just a minute to thank all the servicemen that are serving either here or overseas on all military branches um, if you're, if you happen to be watching and you're out on a military base right now, thank you, thank you so much for your continued service. It is very much appreciated, and you guys are all incredible. All right. So the goals on Friday had a camo-inspired jersey that was based on their third jerseys. It had the goals classic wordmark on it with camo. On Sunday, they were the road team out at Toyota Arena in Ontario, and the Ontario Reign had their own specialty jerseys that were a white base, not a camel base, but a white base with yellow numbering. Let me repeat that. A white jersey with yellow numbering. I'm going to take a quick page out of the folks at the farmstead. And if I had to start bench ship three Veterans Day jerseys, if I had to choose which one to start, which one to bench, and which one to ship off, I would start the goals ones. Not from this year, but the goals military ones from the previous year. The red, white, and blue ones, those might be some of the best jerseys. I mean, not quite 80s night level jersey. I mean, that's the best one overall. But as far as military ones, the goals had a really good one last year. This one from this year, I might bench just because the numbers are hard to read. And then the rain one, I would absolutely ship off. Because again, yellow numbers on a white base jersey, those numbers were not easy to read, folks. I couldn't tell one player from, I mean, I could. But if you're following the numbers, it was hard to tell certain players apart. It's hard to tell, I don't know, Alan Quine from Tobias Bjornfoot. Maybe not the best example there, but you get what I'm saying. I think the worst one was trying to uh, separate Martin Kromiak from Kim Nusenainen. Number six and eight on those jerseys. Oh, not easy. But enough about that. Let's talk about the game itself. Let's talk about Rocco Grimaldi. Rocco Grimaldi, I've said for the past two months, 
should have gotten more of a chance with the Anaheim Ducks, and he didn't. So he goes to San Diego, and he did well on this game. He got a goal and an assist. A nice goal at that, too. Um, one thing I want to point out about that game is Rocco Grimaldi was pretty much everywhere on this game. He easily passed the eye test. He was getting in and out of the zone with ease. And this is probably a fault of the Ontario reign as well. Because the defenseman on that game, I thought Helga Granz disappeared in that game personally. And another reign player that really disappeared, Quentin Byfield. He, he's had his troubles. I mean, if you want to listen to Locked on Kings, talk about Quentin Byfield. There's thoughts on that. But man, a lot of those rain youths struggled. And someone else that had a little bit of trouble at times, Brant Clark, unfortunately, for the rain. And you know who took advantage? The Vets. The Rocco Grimaldis of the world. The Daniel Regans of the world, even though he was left scoreless on this game. The Bo Grew, who had three apples on this game, by the way, and didn't get a star. I, <laughs> I, I was at Toyota Arena, and I questioned why Bo Grew did not get a star when he was easily one of the best players on that game and didn't get a star. I mean, I'll give credit. At least Rocco Grimaldi was star one, and Lukas Dostal was star two. And Dostal had some fantastic saves. The lateral movement was almost perfect, save for that last goal of the game from Aiden Dudas. But, you know, Rocco Grimaldi looked really good. And one of my favorite goals of the season right now, the Jacob Perot Spinorama goal. First off, what was the defense? <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm kind of doing what I did over there when I kind of laughed seeing that goal happen live. Because Jacob Perot had a sick spinorama, and I believe that was against either Toby Bisson or Aiden Dudas. No, it was against both of them. Because first he had the initial spinorama, spinorama, spinorama. I can talk, folks. I promise. I am not editing this out. A spinorama move, and then another secondary move to get into the goal. I mean, it, it was a nice one, and to put away his own rebound after the spinorama. To get it just past the glove of Phoenix Copley. That was a beautiful goal. That really was. And then Luca Profaka. His first pro goal. Good for him. Good for Luca Profaka. Scoring on the power play. And that made it 3-0. Just like that. Those three goals came within maybe two minutes of each other. No, more like three, four minutes. But they came fast. And Ontario was just done after that. Nicholas Bruyard, by the way, added an empty netter at the end. So, and that one, that was just Bo Grew winning another face-off. And if we were tracking face-off wins, Bo Grew must have won like 60 to 70% of face-offs. That was a straight-up face-off win. Justin Kirkland passed it. And Nicholas Bruyard, easy empty netter. So, yeah, final score 4-1. to one. Goals looked really good on all aspects. But also, Lukas Dostal looked stellar on this game. Ontario outshot him 29-22. And Ontario had a lot of... They had some good, good shots in the slot. 
I think one of the better saves had to come on the one quality shot that Quentin Byfield had in the first period. I know I said Byfield struggled. He had one just really good, high quality, made a couple of moves, got in deep on the net, and nearly got it past Dostal. And the bakery was closed on that one. He stopped that one easily. I think another really good save that I liked a lot was the save on Brant Clark in that second period. Clark also had a couple of good moves in the second period on that shot that I can recall. And Dostal just kind of gave an FU save on that one. Perfect glove work on that one, even through a couple of bodies. So I I give credit to Bogru and Rocco Grimaldi, but I'm going to pump Lukas Dostal's tires a lot. You can tell. He was on it that game. So there's your final score. And finally, the last game of the week that I'm only going to talk about for 30 seconds. The goals got shut out again. Thanks to the San Jose Barracuda up at the Little Shark Tank. Three to nothing. What more can I say? Shots were 42 to 21. The goals got uh doubled up. Uh uh on shots. 42-21. Yikes. The goals are doing their best impression of the Anaheim Ducks by allowing 40 plus shots again. And look, San Jose. <laughs> For what it's worth, um, folks, I'm, I'm going to leave it on Honesty Hour here. San Jose, they're a decent team. They're, they're looking okay right now. I still don't quite believe in them, but, you know, that's the Barracuda. That's my 30 seconds talking about that game. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission And we're going to talk all about the American Hockey League's Player of the Week. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to episode number 630 of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Can you believe I've had to talk about this team or its minor league affiliate 630 times. <laughs> I'm I'm only partially kidding. Like I honestly do like I honestly really love Goals Thursday because I've always been a minor league guy. And I enjoy every time I go to San Diego some of the best fans in the American Hockey League. And I mean that sincerely. And I know some of them are probably watching right now, but y'all are awesome. And they were particularly awesome after the game. <laughs> On Sunday, as they always do after a game at Toyota Arena or even after a game at Pachanga Arena, there's a group of about a dozen to about two dozen fans that will stick around after the game and they will always applaud the team bus. And every time you can see the players waving or acknowledging them in in their own weird way, which I won't mention, and it's just a, a great symbiotic relationship. I mean, I love it. So, the goals fans are awesome. And you know what else is awesome? The goaltending for the goals. The goaltending, as it were... Oh, jeez. <laughs> I I heard it, folks. I heard it. And <laughs> I'm going to stick with it. And I'm going to say it one more time. But the goaltending has been incredible. 
In particular, Lukas Dostal. The bakery was pretty much closed last week as Lukas Dostal was named the American Hockey League Player of the Week for the period ending November 13th, 2022. How did he do in that week period? I'm glad you asked. During that time period, the goals played three games. They shut out Henderson. They got shut out by Bakersfield, but one of those goals completely not his fault. I blame you goals defense again. And that stellar win against the Ontario Reign where Ontario outshot them by a bunch. Lukash Dostal has been that guy. And I've even talked about this on the regular Ducks podcast. I think Dostal, he's right there. He is pretty much ready to be with the primetime players. And at the very least, be a solid backup in Anaheim. And this is not to say that I think that Anthony Stolarz is going to go anywhere anytime soon. I still don't know about that. But if Anthony Stolarz does leave, it gives me comfort to know that Dostal would be right there. And he would be snatching up that backup spot right away. I truly believe that. During that week, Dostal went 2-1, and one, had a 1.01 goals against average. That's pretty freaking good. 1.01. Yeah, I like it. Save percentage of 965. And that includes one shutout. And the one shutout coming against the Henderson Silver Knights. And I know some of you are going to say, Oh, Henderson, they suck. They're so far in the last place. Yeah, I, I realize that. I know Henderson is not just in last place, they're deep in last place. So what? They're still a professional team, and that is still getting a shutout against the Silver Knights. And Dostal, with his quick lateral movement, with his good glove and good stick, have earned him that player of the week. The last time a goals player was a player of the week, you have to go back to last season. And remember when Jacob Perot was player of the week? Remember when Braden Tracy? Yeah, I mean, the goals have had players of the week before. Lukas Dostal, he should get that award more often because he has been that guy for a while. In fact, I wouldn't even be surprised if Dostal... Actually, no, I would be surprised because of one game. But Dostal is very deserving to be the goalie of the month. The way he's played right now. I mean, the games against Milwaukee notwithstanding, he's been solid in net. So far this month, he has had a goals against average of below 2. His save percentage is hovering right around 920, which is not bad at all. And he's got that shutout against Henderson. The win, okay, the win-loss record is not quite indicative of how Dostal's doing. That's more indicative of the fact that the goals are not scoring this month. Let me break this down. The goals have played a total of seven games this month. Seven. Seven games. The goals have, aside from the game against Henderson, so we're not going to count that one, They've scored a total of eight times. <laughs> if you include the 
game against Henderson. It's 15 times. But aside from that game, they've averaged 1.3 goals per game. Wow. That ain't going to cut it. I think Lukas Dostal is entitled to have a little bit of a taser moment like John Gibson has had with the Ducks. <laughs> yeah, Dostal does great. He just needs the support. You know, in baseball terms, he needs the run support. In hockey terms, he needs the goal support, and he's simply not getting that right now. That's why their record this month is something like 2-5. and five. And that's unfortunate. That's not... Or rather, 2-4, and four, rather. Not on him. So, if Lukas Dostal is going to at least help the goals into a playoff spot, it's going to come down to how often Lukas Dostal can get a puck behind him. And it's not much. And it's really going to rely on how many goals can be scored from San Diego. The way it's looked right now, not much. But, you know, enough about that negative stuff. Dostal, once again, your AHL Player of the Week, very well deserved. And I do hope that he gets at least strong consideration for Goaltender of the Month. He'd be very deserving of that. The last time San Diego had a Goalie of the Month, Anthony Stolarz. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for this particular podcast. We will be back tomorrow to talk about the last Ducks game. Oh, by the way, the Ducks are up in Winnipeg. By the way, did you know that Winnipeg doesn't have an airport? I'll talk about that game and more tomorrow. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, etc., etc., etc. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter. It is Komsa, at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. If you want to drop me a line, or if you want to insult me, please be nice. <laughs> Locked on Anaheim Ducks at gmail.com. Once again, thanks for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked on Gulls, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the afternoon. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another and gulls fly together. Caw-caw! Caw-caw!